I have chosen not to be because at the end of the day, we're the gods of our own reality. So I, I suppose I, I have chosen it all, you know, and, and sometimes being with people who have chosen what's normal feels a little off and different. And sometimes I can feel like I don't belong, but there are many people like yourself included that I do feel comfortable with. And I do feel like, okay, that's my tribe. Okay, I know that I, I chose what's right for me because I'm not the only one here. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. You are listening to the Get Up Girl podcast, or maybe you're watching here on Facebook. We're also on YouTube, all kinds of channels. And I'm extremely excited for today's chat. And I want to call it a chat because I'm talking to my one of my besties, Geneva Faith. And she has beautiful pink hair today, just like a unicorn. And I love the backdrop as well. If you're listening to this and you want to watch, you know, you can go to uh, the YouTube channel as well. So it's Joanna Vargas's YouTube channel, my own. The reason I wanted to chat with you, Geneva, today is because I wanted to just have one of our chats that we have together. And I even told you before we started recording, I'm like, let's just chat as if you and I are talking. Nobody's here. Somebody's a fly on the wall listening. So thank you so much for being here. Are you excited? Are you ready? Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm super excited. Um, always ready to have a great chat with you. So this is going to be really fun. Yeah, I'm excited too because I'm like, okay, Joanna, this is not an interview. Let's just really chat. And one of the things that we did talk about before this show was let's talk about how we choose different from this reality, what is considered quote unquote normal what is considered, uh, what you should choose, and all of the, I'm going to say just stereotypes that we are fed constantly, constantly, constantly over and over again, especially in television, especially in music. I mean, if you just sit down and you watch one television show, you're going to see all the things that, as especially as women and growing up, you know, early 80s, all the things that we are fed. And you and I have very similar lives where we're in our 40s, we do not have children, or maybe yet, and um, we are not married, and maybe yet, you know, it's not saying that these are things that we will not choose, we just haven't chose them, chosen them yet. And different paths and different choices. Geneva, with that being said, what's the biggest choice that you've made? that you know that is pretty different from what this reality says? Ooh, one of the biggest choices that I've made that feels different 
um, is one, starting a business, starting a business that is um, not your run-of-the-mill business. It's a business based in spirituality. So that is something very different than anyone in my family has done. You know, not anyone in the world, obviously, but different from anything my family's ever done. Um, I... You know, sometimes I get like, oh, why aren't I married? Or where's like, where's my boyfriend? But if I think about it, like <laughs> I have chosen not to be because at the end of the day, we're the gods of our own reality. So I, I suppose I, I have chosen it all, you know, and, and sometimes being with people who have chosen what's normal feels a little off and different. And sometimes I can feel like I don't belong. But there are many people like yourself included that I do feel comfortable with. And I do feel like, okay, that's my tribe. Okay. I know that I, I chose what's right for me because I'm not the only one here. I want to talk about that feeling like you don't belong, feeling like I don't belong. I have that often, I think, as I put more years onto my life, right? Early 30s, fine. But now later, I mean, I'm really the the different one in rooms where people are having conversations about children and marriage and remodeling the bathroom and conversations of that nature. And you and I have completely different conversations, not one yeah. is better or right. They're just different. And I'm really interested in conscious conversations, really interested in people and their visions and their dreams. And like, what do you think? And where are you coming from? I love conversations just like that. And you and I have those all the time. So this is not a kids, no kids conversation, but it's a good example to use, right? Mm -hmm. So with feeling like you don't belong, Geneva, tell us about that because I'm wondering if any women out there and my gentlemen that feel like they don't belong, but don't have those conversations with others that they don't belong. So they mask it, they push it down, but I have you so we can have those conversations and go, you know what? We are the unicorns. And are we willing to keep choosing unicorn? Oh, I love that. Are we willing to keep choosing unicorn? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, right? In this reality, you're not supposed to pink your hair pink when you're 40. Like whatever, whoever made that stupid rule. Yeah. All right. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. So clearly I'm choosing unicorn. Um, and I think that, you know, coloring my hair pink is like a, a tangible way to remind myself that I am choosing different. So, so yeah, it's, it's been really fun. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> I got distracted by unicorn. You know, right. Uh, feeling like you don't belong. Mm -hmm. What are, what happens or what situations are you in when you feel like you don't belong? And then how do you handle that for the women that are listening? Oh, yeah. Um, Yes. Some of the situations where I feel like I don't belong is, is sometimes like even within my own family. Um, but I'm so grateful for the conscious conversations that you and I have or that I can have with other friends who, who feel similarly, because I think that you can get really hard on yourself. Why don't I have these things? Why aren't I remodeling my bathroom? Why don't I even have my own bathroom? Why, you know, like why it, aren't, don't I have children using that example again? Or, you know, why aren't I like, you know, settled down or why haven't I had this? So, um, it's really easy to get down on yourself. And I think having people having conscious friends and sisterhoods and, um, 
outlets, you know, whether they be friendships or therapy, even to just remind yourself that you have chosen this or that I have chosen this and that it's okay. Yeah. I think the first thing that I chose Geneva, that was like so different. I mean, there were many before that, but I think the biggest one that was not a secret anymore was when I chose to leave my dance studio that I created Mm -hmm. from nothing up to 700 students. And then one day I just left. I was like, I'm done. Like it ran its course. Mm -hmm. Not the the business ran its course, but my part in it ran its course. And I was early thirties or maybe 30. And everybody around was just so flabbergasted. So like, what, why would you do that? Why would you leave us? You have a great business. Why aren't you going to be here till you're, you know, a little old lady. I'm like, no, my time is done. It's time to move on. And I kind of think of it like Lady Gaga. She reinvents herself all the time, just an example or Madonna or people of that nature. And I want to reinvent myself with everything all the time. Next, next. And that was the first time where I chose something so publicly that was taboo. And so it's not always so traditional as in, oh, you're not getting married or things of that nature. It's like, you're not going to stay in this thriving thing forever. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to choose, make a decision, and then you're done. And I'm like, oh, no, I I made a choice. I make a new choice, a new choice, a new choice, a new choice. Almost like a child. Like children, they go, oh, I want to play soccer. No, nah, I don't like that. Now I want to do dance. No, nah, I don't like that. I mean, you, you're um, both your nephews, right? They always want something different. Let's do this. Let's do this. And I was, I, I was questioning it. Like I want to choose and keep choosing and choosing. So for you, Geneva, what's the first big choice that you made that that you went, whoa, okay, this is different. Yeah, when I uh, made the choice to quit my job with the school district and start my own business as a Reiki master. Um, I remember that. Well, yeah. how long ago was that for anybody listening if they're not familiar? Was it five, I, seven years ago? I started my business in 2016 and um, played it safe and stayed with my job until 2018. And I was like, really? Oh, this shit. <laughs> I I had to take this leap of faith. Um, faith is my middle name. I know my mom was like, I cannot believe like you are doing this. You're you're quitting your job and taking this this giant leap. And I'm like, you literally named me Faith. Like <laughs> you you literally got exactly what you asked for. You should have named me something else. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um one of the, the big things that I chose differently and I, I trusted and, and, you know, it worked out for the best or even better than I thought it would. And speaking of reinventing yourself, thank you for sharing that with me because I feel like I'm on the verge of that as well. Like, I feel like you and I've been talking, like, I feel like I'm over Reiki and I want to do something different, but then it's like, you quit your job to have this business, you know, people in your community love you and trust you. And count on you. So I'm having a little bit of a struggle, like similar to what I did with the school district. So thank you for sharing that with me and reminding me that I did take a leap and I can take a leap again. 
Yeah, Geneva, are you choosing right now? Are you choosing for you or are you choosing for your clients? Ooh, good one. I feel like I'm choosing for my clients. That came up really easily. I feel like I'm choosing for my clients because yeah. oh, I love people. I love helping people. I love um, helping people to feel their best selves, teach them self-love. So um, yes, I definitely feel like I'm choosing for my clients. Mm. I have an alarm come up on my phone every day, two o'clock that says, who are you choosing for? It's like, oh, to remind me. And 99% of the time, I'm not choosing for me. Even though I think, Geneva, people from the outside would think, oh, Joanna, she's choosing for her. I'm like, no, I'm still playing small. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, I feel the same. And I'm going to put that reminder in my phone as well. Because when I left the dance studio, I was still choosing for clients. Everybody said, you got to stay, Joanna. You got to stay. And that guilt, that guilt, I almost stayed. And you and I were talking last week about having your back door open. And I want to talk about that. Okay. So when, yeah, when we're in a situation, anything, you've made a choice. Let's say you made a choice to do Reiki. I made a choice to open my dance studio. And when we have the back door open, we're never really fully committed to us. Not committed to the situation, committed to you, committed to us, ourselves. So when we're not fully committed to ourselves, we have the back door open and we are ready to run at any moment. We're, we're looking for clues. We're looking for evidence. So we can go, I'm out of here, but I'm going to stay just in case so I'm safe. And like I was staying with a business too long because it's safe. And then when the pandemic hit, I had the back door open for so long, Geneva. But the pandemic started and then I chose to leave the fitness studio. But the back door was open for a while. So I was never fully committed to me. And then I'm asking myself now, where is my back door open now that I'm not fully committed to me? Because I think we think commitment means to other things, other people. So with that, where do you think your back door is open? And I think we all have a back door open pretty much all the time with something or it goes in and out. It closes in and out. That's interesting because I'm in my office right now. My office doesn't have a back door. <laughs> so it's it's kind of yeah. symbolic. Yeah. Like, ooh, it, and this is my creative space and it doesn't have a back door. So that is very symbolic to me. And I'm going to keep that in my mind as well. Wow. Where is my back door open? Um, also in, in my business, because, you know, I still have my Reiki by Geneva and it's still there for me to um, take clients when I'm ready. And maybe eventually I will be ready again. I don't know. Um, so, yes, I haven't really clo I've closed it temporarily, but I haven't really closed it because I'm leaving that back door open. But having that back door open, I'm not fully jumping in to my, you know, latest reinvention. And also because you feel like, you know, we are in our forties and like, Oh, like Joanna is this way. Geneva is this way. So it's also kind of like, um, living to other living for other people's expectations. Like, well, people expect me to be this way. People expect me to do these things. So, um, 
you know, got to leave the, the back door open so that I can still be who people think that I am or, or know that I am or feel that I am um, without really fully committing to who I want to become. So yeah. Totally get that. Totally. Scale 100% of a scale. How committed do you think you are to you? Because it's interesting, Geneva. I bet you everybody around you sees it probably very close to a hundred. But I think sometimes as unicorns, we're like, no, there's more. Do you get what I'm saying? Is everybody yes. listening, get what, getting what I'm saying? So we live to what other people think of us. Other people think, oh, Joanna, she's so strong. She's so this. So then I choose smaller because I'm going, well, that's what they think. So it's fine. It's good enough. And I'm going, but is it really, Joanna? Is there more? So the question to you, out of 100%, how much are you committed to you? The number that came to my mind um, immediately was about 50%. And, uh -huh. and it could even be lower. And like you were saying, like people can look at me and think that I am uh, see it closer to 100, you know, because like I live a life that's different because I um, make choices that some people would see as selfish or even vain. Um, but honestly, no, it's about 50 percent. Mm. It's about 50 percent. And that is probably and I had to do a whole lot of work to get to that 50 percent. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Right. Yeah. And because you're so aware, uh, I was having this conversation with my boyfriend the other day about he's all, I don't think that people, uh, it's that they don't know that they don't know. And I'm all ding, ding. That's what it is. Yeah. We don't know that we don't know. And if so, if you're listening to this, please ask yourself that question. I would, I'm going to put that in my cell phone and go, what percentage today are you committed to you, Joanna? And just kind of check in. It's an awareness. But how many of us think we're at a 90, but we're just not aware? Mm -hmm. Right. And again, this is not this. You're not wrong for that. I'm not wrong for that. It's just an awareness. And before my journey, if I would have asked myself that question before my self-development awareness journey, you know, I probably would have said 90 or 100 but now knowing, I'm like, God, it was probably 20%, but I just didn't know what I didn't know. And now what came to me was 80% and the 80 is up and down, Geneva. You know, mm -hmm. some, day, some days it's 80, some days it's 40. And it's all choice. And many times I choose less on purpose. But it, it's nice to know when I'm aware that I'm doing it. Like, yeah, I'm choosing small today and I'm going to ride it hard. I'm going to go. <laughs> Real hard on that small. Instead of before, I would choose small and then beat myself up for days. You know, yes. I still beat myself up, but it would have been worse. Yes. Yeah. And so my new question that I've been asking is, how, how can I live a bigger life? How can I ask for bigger? And I'm going to share this, and I want to see what you think your thoughts of this are. I was choosing really big before the pandemic. My asks of life 
God universe were huge. They were huge. I would ask for like things that people would say it's never going to happen, so to speak, right? I'm going to do a music festival. Capital Cities is going to come. I'm going to live on a beach. I'm going to meet this guy. I mean, I just had ask after ask, like a little kid asks for Christmas. I want this and I want that. I used to ask like that. And when the pandemic started, I, I realize now, I'm aware now, Geneva, that I had a sense of oh, like relief mm-hmm. that I could pause and chill. And I can see now, a year and a half later, I have trained my ask muscles. I'm going to say that again. I have trained my ask muscles to ask for less, to live with less. And it hit me because the last couple months, Geneva, I've been off my game. I'm like, what's going on? I'm not interested in social media. I'm not interested in this. I'm just not, I'm not interested. I'm like, what is that? I stopped asking for big and I started living a small life. I started wearing less clothes, meaning like, oh, I have the same four things and I just rotate them. I stopped uh, eating the foods I like. I just do the basic things. With that, what came up for you when I said that? Are you asking big? Did you notice anything with the pandemic that your asks have changed or have they gotten bigger? Oh, my asks have definitely um, gotten smaller as well. I mean, and and that's, you know, neither right or wrong. Like we really did have to like change our lives, you know, and I don't, it, it's still not normal. Like, and I don't know like when it is going to be normal again. Um, so yes, asks are definitely different. And um, I was with a friend the other day and, Uh, He was so wonderful. And he said, I want you to dream bigger. I want you to start thinking about who you want to play in the movie of your life, because that's how big I see you. And I was like, whoa, I think maybe like a couple years ago, I may have like been like, yeah, totally like rock on. But it like, (laughs) but it hit me like it hit me differently. Like it was like a remember how big you used to think Geneva and, and why do you, why are you thinking differently now? So it really, you know, he was like, we talked about like a messenger, you know, gave me some little um, gems that I probably really needed to hear. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I just had an aha. Cause when I teach fitness, I tell my clients, look, it takes about a year-ish to two years to really start to change your body. And, you know, nobody wants to hear that. You're like, man, can we do this in 30 days? Like, I don't I don't want to take two years. I'm like, um, let's get real. It takes, you know, to really, really create that habit. And my awareness is that, oh, a year and a half has created a new habit for me that is pretty ingrained. Again, I'm not wrong for it. It's just I'm being aware and going, okay, I'm ready to to ask big again. And that my asks are different. That the asks now this time are different, at least for this season. But I'm like, it's time to ask big again. 
Like I used to go to events. I used to go eat dinner, whatever it was. And I used to ask for stuff like just, oh, hey, universe, what are you going to, are you going to give us free dessert? Hey, how are we going to get to the front? Like questions like that, like asks, how do we get VIP? How do we do this? And my, I just started to play small and it was like, whoa, it was such a cool awareness. And I could feel my body like go, you you recognized it, Joanna, because it felt off for the last couple months. And I wonder if anybody else is feeling the same way, how a year and a half can change, change your mindset and change your body with the asks. So I, I do want to go back to choosing different. And let's say, Geneva, somebody listening, somebody watching is going, I'm, I'm ready to choose different. I'm ready. I'm open. How the heck do I do this? What would you tell them? Ooh, that's a great question. Okay. I'm imagining if somebody asked me, somebody told me they were ready to choose different. And how do you do that? Letting go of other people's expectations of you and letting go of what other people think. Um, I know that that's easier said than done. Uh -huh. But it's very, very important in the choosing differently journey. Let's talk about that. So let's sure. say, let's talk about parents. Because I've heard that one a million and two times from my clients. My kid clients, you know, they're in high school, they're in middle school, and my adult clients. They're like, oh, my parents, right? Those parents have a lot of control over us forever and ever. For somebody that has parents that want something for them, what would you tell your friend or your client? It's like, oh, but my parent would not agree if I did not marry this person, et cetera. I would tell them, you know, and I'm thinking from my own experience because I have parents that had and have different expectations of me. I think they're learning now, finally, that um, I'm going to, I choose differently. Um, but you know, it still weighs on you. Um, yeah. because like you said, like they're your parents and the things that they say are going to be with you forever and ever. So something that I tell myself and that I would probably tell someone as well is, um, it's up to you to break the cycle. Like, okay, your parents really want you to marry this person and you don't want to, but you're going to do it to, um, appease your parents. So how many generations of women before you appeased their parents and married somebody that they didn't want to? So it's up to you to, to break the cycle for yourself and for your children. Um, so that's, that's something that I tell myself when things get a little harder, you know, when somebody, my parents want me to choose something within their expectations. And I'm like, no, like, I want to have like, uh, my own business and I want to be successful at my own thing. And I want to marry somebody for absolute true love and not settle. And I don't have children of my own, but I think of my nephews and I, I feel like, um, I want, like, if I can't choose myself, I, I will choose it for the generations after me. I will choose it for them. And just to break the cycle, I guess that's what I tell myself. And I would probably, that would be one of the first things that I would tell, let's say, a client or friend. That's really good. Because whenever something has changed, there's always been a pioneer. Mm -hmm. Right? The person, the pioneer. Yeah. 
And you and I have the same doctor, right? Shout out to our Dr. Kenny. And we've been working on power for myself. And then you and I were talking about power. And are you willing to shine brighter? Are you willing to have more power and not powering when you overpower people? It's power. Just like if I were to charge my cell phone, it needs power. And the more power it has, the more battery it's going to have, right? And it can charge other phones because it has battery. And so if I, if I am power, then I can pioneer and shift things and be the invitation for other people, the invitation, the energetic invitation. And we were talking and she said, women need to see what, what you're choosing, but you're hiding. And so if you are a pioneer for other human beings, period, then we can create more change. And are you willing to step into power, that power rather than being powering? And I think that's one of the, the brainwashing that we get that power is like, oh, we're, we're, we're a bitch. We're not nice. Be a good girl, etc. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So many things of choose this, cut yourself off, Joanna, so that your partner is happy. Be quiet so your man is happy. Like little things, little things, Geneva, I'm noticing. Whoa, I said 90% of what I wanted to say. And then I didn't say the 10% because I want to save a relationship. It's like, oh, am I willing to say 100% of what I'm aware of to my partner right away instead of holding it in, resenting him? And it's that power. And if we shine brighter, and let's go back to the expectations that you said. This is what I've realized, and I hope anybody listening, if this can help. The more I expand out energetically and bring my walls down, then the expectations of other people, they are gone. But when I notice when I fight them, when my walls are up and I'm like, I'll show you, I don't need to be what you tell me to do. And now my walls are up. Um, I have that F you energy. Then all we do is fight and they keep having more expectations of me. And what I realized as soon as I just said, yep, that's what you expect of me. Cool. And then people stopped. Geneva, people stopped trying to put their expectations on me because my walls were so far down. I'm like, cool, this is what I'm choosing. And nobody asked me anything. So with that, with expectations, Geneva, and I know I'm going all over the place right now, with expectations and walls and barriers down. And if you've been listening to the Get Up Girl show for a while, you know I'm always talking about walls and barriers down. So we're not fighting energetically people with this wall up and we go nowhere. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I am taking that all in because um, that really resonates with me. The I'll show you, I'll show you. And I think also in society, like, well, like, yeah, you have to fuck what everybody else thinks. And, you know, like, um, and I think for me personally, because I'm not a fighter, I think that 
and this is all like, you know, I'm getting these downloads, like based on what you were just saying. I think that that doesn't work for a lot of people. And I know that it doesn't work for me. So walls and barriers down. I love that. And I can't wait to, to use that in the real world because the, um, being, um, defiant is not quite working for me. I do like the term rebel though. That one I can embrace. Um, yeah, that's a fun one, but, but really I'm, I'm not great at, at the, I'm just, you know, for lack of a better term right now, at the fighting, I am much better at walls and barriers down. So I didn't even think to practice that in situations like with expectations. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And I'm the same. You People may think that like I'm a fighter, but really I'm not. I'm really not a fighter, but I will expand out energetically, but I'm not going to fight you. And it's like fighting you with a wall between us. Like if yes. you and I literally were to fist fight Geneva, but there's a wall between us, that would be really difficult. We would just keep hitting a wall and I'm never going to actually hit yes. you. I'm never going to actually hit you. I just keep hitting my own wall, but we think we're fighting somebody. And it's like, are you really, or are you just continuing the cycle? And we talk about Cleopatra often. And I'm like, Cleopatra was strong, uh, powerful power. She had power and her walls and barriers were down. It was not up. It's a different energy. And until you really get that, like walls and barriers down, they were down and she's like, here I am, here I am, right? Mm -hmm. It's not up going, now I'm going to fight you. And that's how she's able to like be, like have moths to a flame when your walls mm -hmm. and barriers are actually down and people gravitate towards you. But when they're up and people feel like, you know, they're, they're spinning their wheels. That's when I'll have clients go, gosh, I just, I'm going nowhere. It's because mm -hmm. you're doing it in a, in a energetic box and you physically, if you had a box around you, you're going to go in circles. You can't go anywhere. As soon as those walls and barriers are down, you're able to expand and get bigger. It's quantum physics. It, this is science. This is not, you know, woo woo, whatever you want to think. It's like actual science. It, you could get energetically bigger rather than if I put this little energy in a little ball, it's going to be a little bit different. And so with that being said, I think that's when we get stuck with other people's expectations of us when we're cut in that energetic box, you know? Yes. And for the people listening who may not be familiar with walls and barriers down, like what are some tools that you use to help with that? Ooh, great question. One that I do is I literally imagine I do it every day in the shower. I'll do it like when I feel like, mm, you know, that energy, I'm like, Joanna, walls and barriers down. And I imagine that they're all around me, Geneva, 360. And I'm literally pressing them down. Sometimes I'll do it with my hands or I'll just like, okay, walls and barriers down. Bring them down, Joanna, bring them down. And then I'm like, Joanna, energetically expand out and get bigger. Because you can't get bigger when your walls are up. You can't. Just you just physically can't, right? So when they go down, I and then I'm like, Joanna, energetically expand out bigger, bigger, bigger. And I am power. 
I said that I empower, I empower. And when I'm energetically expanded out, nobody can hurt me. They can only hurt me when I'm in a cage, in a box. And those are the things that I do. Do you have any tips or tricks for you that help when you're in that like tight energy? Meditations that you've taught me that we have done on, you know, our little calls sometimes is, um, yeah, a meditation similar to what you were saying about walls and barriers down. Um, I do like your visual of the 360. Um, and I do like the idea of doing it in the shower. I think having a shower is so meditative and being in water. So I do my best meditations in, in water. Um, so yeah, so I want to try that when I'm in the pool or in the shower the next time. So thank you. Thank you for that. And I think going back to power and choosing power, um, there is a difference between choosing power and power and powerful. I think they're different. You're not powerful. You are power. And I think that when you're choosing, choosing power is scary because like sometimes it can be lonely. Sometimes people are not going to take it. Sometimes, you know, potential partners are, you know, don't, don't want that, you know, like can't step up to it. So it's, it's, it's a big choice. And sometimes it's hard to, to keep choosing power because sometimes it can be lonely. Do you think at moments it's easier to choose small so that you have another human there. So you're not lonely. Yeah. Totally. And it's finding the other unicorns, the other people that can receive your power. That's what I'm working on right now. Joanna, find the people that can receive your power and knowing Geneva that I am not, I'm not a saint. I know many times I have, I have chosen powerful where it was not kind. And it's like, I am so sorry for that. And now I'm learning that power can be kind. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Kindness is kindness and love is the ultimate power. Yes, absolutely. Because I know in my earlier years, especially, you know, in my business years, in my 20s, I believed one of the things that I was fed was that a powerful woman has to do look like this in order to get what she wants and steamroll over people. And I'm like, oh, that was so not kind. That is, I'm not choosing that anymore. But I'm like, I'm still choosing power, but with kindness and clarity. I was not clear before. Like I wanted people to read my mind. You better read my mind. <laughs> like, uh, Joanna, the they don't think the way you think. You have to be clear and speak for what you would like and be very, very, very clear and ask them again, did you hear what I said? Like communication, they're not going to think the way I think. So I like the way that you said about the power and choosing it. Choosing that power and choosing kindness takes courage and patience and finding those people that can receive your power. No. Yes, yeah. totally. And and thank you for sharing that about, you know, what we were fed about like how to be a powerful woman and 
you know, whether it, you know, was in TV shows or, you know, different things. Oh, to be a powerful woman, you have to, you have to steamroll people. And I'm, you know, like I'm not okay with that type of behavior. So I guess I always thought that I couldn't be powerful because I couldn't be unkind and realizing that kindness is the ultimate power makes me feel good because I'm like, Oh wait, kind I can be. Mm-hmm. I can be a powerful, I can be a powerful woman. So, mm-hmm. you know, it goes back to breaking cycles, yeah, breaking old beliefs, breaking old cycles, um, things like that. Yeah. Changing that belief. There's that book and I'm going to probably butcher the title, but it's something like nice girls don't get the corner office, something like that. Hmm. So that book is pretty much saying you have to be you know, a bitch in order to, to get to the top. You're, if you're nice or if you cry, you know, you don't cry. There's another book too. Don't cry in the meetings or something like that. It's like, what, what if kindness can actually get you to the top and your power? So I totally get what the book's saying. I totally get it. And what else is possible? Totally. And I'd like to point out that there is a difference between being kind and being nice. I think being nice is more surface and you're, you're polite and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to overstep anybody's boundaries and you don't want to be assertive and you don't want to ask for this. And I think that's being nice. Like that's good. Yeah. It's not being nice and being kind is totally different because you can be assertive. You can set your boundaries. You can have your goals. You can, um, and you can, do that all with kindness. So that was so brilliant. And m- one of my favorite sentences is this doesn't work for me. Yes. So when I communicate to somebody, yeah, thank you so much for X, Y, Z in the future. I would like it like this because when you did that, it didn't work for me. That doesn't work for mm-hmm. me. This works for me. And yeah. I love that. Now that's kind and that's power. This yeah. doesn't work for me. This is how I would like it. And, but nice is like, oh, it's okay. Uh, like that's the energy I get. It's you're a doormat. Yes. And I was taught to be nice. So then I didn't know how to not. So then I went from nice to all the way steamroll people. And I'm like, what if I could be in the middle? What if I could be both of it and choose kindness and be very clear for what I would like. And Geneva, knowing that not everybody can receive that. And I'm I'm patient to find those people, women, men, anybody in my tribe that can receive the power, Mm -hmm. you know? So how, let's end with like our tribe, surrounding yourself with people who can receive the power, who can receive the choices that you make, can receive the different. How do you do that with your tribe of people that you surround yourself with? How do I, um, like, how do you choose your tribe or how do you, how do you communicate with them? Um, I am so, so grateful for my tribe and (laughs) just a side note, just this something silly that I'd like to share is when my grandma, my grandmother and I were very close and, um, I always thought that when she went to heaven, that she would send my true love to me. Uh-huh. I mean, she didn't come after her passing. She didn't come to me too often. And one time she came to me in a dream and she knocked on my door and she said, what do you want? Uh-huh. And I said, 
I want somebody to love me. <laughs> so she, um, what I meant was I wanted a boyfriend, <laughs> but I wasn't clear. So I, I feel like I got a whole bunch of people who love me. Love you. Of, you know, my, my friendships and my sister friendships and, you know, my tribe. And it always makes me chuckle because I'm like, yeah, I probably should have said a boyfriend, but I, I wouldn't change it. And I'm so glad I said, I want someone to love me because I got that in so many ways that I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine at that point when I was asking for it. Mm. I really like that. That is so cool. <laughs> like I sent you a bunch of people who love you. <laughs> yeah. And really clear with what we want. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really like, oh, I would love this. Like, what do I really want for my life? What's the essence? What What's the energy? Who do I want to be in my life? Like, what's the feeling I want when I wake up? Like, these are the things I'm really getting clear on. Really getting clear. Like, uh, what's satisfying to me? What What really makes me feel like mm, I'm on a roll? And it's not really things. It's not a business. It's not a thing. It's the energy of it. So that reminds me of the energy of love, telling your grandma, it's like the energy. Oh, okay. You, I, I sent you a bunch. Yeah. Or like, oh, okay. So yeah. How can we get so clear on our asks and, and asking questions because sometimes, you know, or many times life can give us, gift us something way better than we can even ever imagine. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, and what else is possible here? I want somebody who loves me and what else? And what else? And so that's why before my ask used to be very specific. And now they're like, they're the energy of it. This is the energy I want for my life. And God, what else can you send me that I couldn't even fathom and come up with that is better than I can ever imagine? Yes. And those are the asks I'm asking now. Where before it was like, it has to be just like this. And I would get it, then I'd be bored to death. I'd be bored. And I'm like, oh, I actually got something that's different, but it's better. It's mm -hmm. actually better. And I would have never asked for it because I didn't know what to ask for, right? So I wanted to end that. Oh, this is so good. I, I mean, I felt like I sp was taking over the conversation, Geneva. No, <laughs> great. Perfect. Yeah, I wanted it just like a normal chat that you and I have. We definitely should do this more often where you yes. and I talk. We call it unicorn, unicorn conversations. <laughs> the unicorn forum. The, I'm writing that down. The unicorn forum. <laughs> I, I, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Let us know if you had fun listening to this conversation because this is how Geneva and I talk. We just have these kind of conversations and I wanted to invite people to listen in on how we chat and how we talk and what else is possible for conversations out there, you know, to really sit down and just really get to know people and uh, what they think and, and just be so open, you know, with so many different points of views. Geneva, where can everybody find you if they want to find you on social media or uh, your website? Um, my social media, my Instagram is Geneva Faith Official. So it's spelled just like it's spelled um, down here at that banner, Geneva Faith Official. Um, because I'm rebranding and, and trying to do some different things, um, my website is GenevaFaithOfficial.com. Um, and I, I still have my Reiki by Geneva 
website, but that hasn't gotten too much attention and it's only still up because, you know, I paid for the year or whatever. <laughs> but um, Geneva Faith Official is where you can find me. And if you Google Geneva Faith, you know, different things will come up. So, yeah, love it. I'm so glad that we had this conversation. Me too. No, yay. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your contributions and tag us both on Instagram. Let us know what your takeaway was. And if you want a unicorn forum, love it. All the unicorns can come together and we can all talk. Yeah. (laughs) All the weirdos in this planet, you're invited. And just, I want everybody to know out there, Geneva, that you're not alone. If you feel like I don't fit in, well, we're here for you. We got you, girl. All the other unicorns, there's more of you out there. And I think now with like 2021, there's more out there where before it was a little more, we were quiet. Now we're not as quiet. Thank you for listening. I love you, Geneva. One of my best. I I love you too. And if you want different, choose different. Get back up, gals. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.